Cool, we're on. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Down the Middle. And you may notice our sweet, sweet merch. Down the Middle podcast right there, buddies. Which you can pick up your very own official Down the Middle merchandise in the Teespring store. Link is listed below. Well, we've got a full show, so we're going to get right into it. But first, Ben, I understand you met a certain someone over the weekend. Yes, I did. Uh, like we talked about on uh, last podcast, uh, I said I was going to meet a certain person by the name of Dan Housen. And, uh, and I went went to this meet and greet and went up, met him and everything. And I was, I'm going to be honest right now. I'm going to be honest. I was befuddled. I was befuddled. Because I even bought... I even bought this man a couple of uh, figures and everything because he collects Marvel Legends and everything. And uh, <clears throat> for everybody does does listen to everything, he does a little unboxing videos on his channel and all that. <clears throat> and he got the link for uh, in his channel of where to send him stuff. But anyways, um, I sent him. I brought him a couple of Marvel Legends figures, and he he was so shocked that. You know, somebody as little as me, who you know, he's 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 known to a, to a degree, but not as known as like you know, like his buddy Dwayne or Pepsi Man, CM Punk, where everybody doesn't know that. Um, but he's just so humbled that somebody as low as me would bring him a gift and everything and all that. So it, it was just a great time to meet him. So like. It's weird though, because I've heard his his real voice and I've heard his on screen voice, so it's like okay, but yeah, totally different. You know what? And I'm kicking myself. I should have gotten an extra shirt for you to give to him, just on the off chance. Hey, who can well, use a t shirt, right? No, you're no, no, and that and that man in his unboxing videos, uh, he gets a lot of t shirts. Oh, I know, because I guess that's a thing. A lot of people give him t shirts. Right. It's, uh, and I meant to ask, I was going to ask him, I was like, I mean, it's going to be a little weird question. It's like, as much t-shirts as you get in the mail, do you even have to do laundry? <laughs> I'm like, as much, I mean, like, you got to serve for every day of the week. It's like, as, as much shirts as you accumulate, do you even have to do laundry? As much shirts as you get? <laughs> probably not. You can probably one off. Um, I see what? we have some people. I've. I see we have some people watching. Feel free to engage in the super chat, um, but we'll go right into it. The, we're mainly going to be focusing on Brian Danielson and CM Punk coming to AEW, but there's two things I want to kind of touch on before we get to the meat of this. Uh, the first one being, I'm sure you're aware, Bray Wyatt has been released by WWE. Your thoughts on that? Where do you think he's yeah, going? I'm very yeah, I'm very pissed about that. And here's my thing on that one, okay? They said it was budget cuts. They've said it was budget cuts for. They've said it was budget cuts for everybody, and we all know that's. We all know that's bullshit. Right, it's budget cuts. But yeah, like no, 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 you ruined and wasted a perfectly good talent. Like yeah, Bray Wyatt, I know he was injured, but they went ahead and gave away his gimmick, and then they released the guy. It's like just, Man, just when you just when you think WWE can't get any shittier as a company, like in terms of how they treat people, they go and do this, really. And it's a gimmick that I'm sure he created. No, he wasn't injured. That was the thing. Oh, no, I thought he was. I thought he wasn't medically cleared to wrestle. No, he wrestled in Mania. I know, since Mania. 
No, he wasn't injured. Then why wasn't he on TV? He was on the very next night. Well, I know. And then Alexa, but... right, Alexa Bliss took the powers of the Fiend away from Bray, and she took it. And then Bray was just going to be lovable Bray and everything. And then that was it. I had read that, I, I'd read that he was recovering from some kind of injury or surgery or something, but I don't know. No, Either no, way, they, he wasn't on TV. And if well, he wasn't injured, about, yeah, if he wasn't injured, that's even shittier. But he was supposed to come back, well, in August, and hey, today's August. He was expected to return in August. Yeah, it's like they they fired him right before he was supposed to return. This is something that doesn't understand with me. It's like, why fire good talent? And, and, and here's the thing. I read reports about how, like, oh, well, there's another guy that just got to AEW and everything. Uh, no. I mean, he does go to AEW fine because he's going to actually use to be used properly. Well, I'll, I'm calling it right now. If he does go to AEW, new, new leader of the Dark Order. Like shoe in, if if you want to make the Dark Order heal again, that is, which I think I think you could do now. I think it's been long enough. Well, but they're, they're also feuding, really good baby faces. Well, but that's not another feuding the uh, the um, the elite, yeah. But yeah, I think that's yeah. gonna come. I think that whole thing is gonna come to a close relatively soon. Um, and I think they changed the plans. I think they changed the plans they had. Um, and we're gonna touch on that when we talk about Punk and uh, Danielson. But anyway. Yeah, so Bray Wyatt got released um, under questionable circumstances. This, I think this is another example of how I think WWE is prepping to sell, but I don't think they have a specific buyer yet. It's pretty common for a company to do things to, A, cut its budget and somewhat devalue it, which I don't really understand because you would think you'd want it at its prime, but this this is something that people they're trying to lower their bottom line essentially so that they don't look well, expensive. They've misused him so many times, it's not even funny. And when he and here's my other thing too. When he finally becomes world champion, he doesn't hold it long. He wanted it, he wanted it at uh I don't even know what paper he was, one of the chamber when he won it then as Bray Wyatt. And then next month he loses to Randy. And then he be, he becomes the fiend and then becomes the champion then. And his run wasn't that good. Yeah. I mean who knows? Who knows? Well, props to I'll go with this on the belt issue with the I'm sure has about five will agree with me on this. I think everybody got those uh fiend belts that they made. Right. Those will be, those will be worth something. As a collector, yeah, I know, buddy. Buddy of mine, a cousin of mine's got got the belts. It's like, Ugh. I don't like it. But I understand why, but I don't like it. I don't know. And I was, I also read that they were selling just a crazy amount of fiend merchandise. So it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know how much he was being paid either. I'm sure. I, I don't know. I don't know either how all that stuff. Like some. People, some people pay like 5% or 10% or 50% of royalties when it comes to their merch. So it's just weird how that goes. I don't know. But anyway, uh, on to the next subject we have. Oh, and this, eh, we kind of touched on this, how they're burying uh, Karrion Cross, but there are rumors that 
they're going to revitalize them somehow, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, let's see the other thing. So <laughs> I want to know your opinion as a worker. What did you think of the match between Jericho and Nick Gage? Uh, gruesome, gruesome, brutal, and downright, oh my God, that's what they should have done with Kenny and John Moxley. Hmm. Because why are you going to put somebody like John Moxley? He does deathmatch type wrestling with Kenny Omega, but yet they do they do eh, especially with the with the sparkler ring crap. But you put a guy like Nick Gage in there with Jericho, who does Jericho doesn't do deathmatch. Nick Gage does. But yeah, they they go all out. Like, what's well, I don't I don't even think they went all out. I think that was part of the problem I had with the match was that, and I'm not knocking Jericho at all because I think some of the things they did were absolutely insane, like insane, okay. stupid. But okay, but that no rules match was a lot better than Moxley Omega. What's that now? That match was a lot better than Moxley Omega. Yeah, but I think so. Here's my only problem. Uh, first, oh, did you catch? Did you catch the sponsorship? The sponsorship snafu that happened. Domino's. Yeah. That I'm What's sorry. That? That's hilarious. And Domino's is apparently legitimately upset, and I don't blame them. Well. I don't blame him. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, so at the moment, right when Nick Gage was using the pizza cutter, yes, he was using a fucking pizza cutter, on Jericho's forehead, they go to the picture-in-picture in in the commercial, and it's a Domino's commercial that shows a pizza cutter slicing through a piping hot pizza. Uh And Domino's is understandably upset. And this links into the uh, Nick Gage-Matt Cardano match, which I watched... um, I've seen high. I saw highlights of that. It's like a, I watched the whole match, and it. I don't. Yeah, you weren't good. Do what? Yeah, you wasn't a fan, was you? I just don't get it. Like I don't what? get the point. So okay. No, oh, wait. You don't get the point of the their match, or you don't get deathmatch wrestling. I don't get deathmatch wrestling. But so, so you are Cornette. So you are Cornette. Do what? So you are Cornette. No, 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 no. Okay, so I shouldn't say I don't get deathmatch wrestling. What I don't get is why you would bring somebody in like Matt Cardano and do a deathmatch with the, quote, king of deathmatches because Cardano was obviously uncomfortable. And then I read up and saw highlights of the David Arquette incident. And here's my problem. And I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to say this the right way because I'm not trying to sling unnecessary shit at anybody. Here's my problem with Nick Gage. So the guy literally like legally died once during a wrestling yeah. match. And yes. the dude is you he's he's a he's a known drug addict and a convicted felon and yet he's still somehow allowed to do this still. But here's my main issue with the guy. Um I watched an interview he did with Chris what's his name? I can't remember. And he was Yeah, that guy. He was asked about the David Arquette incident. And Nick Gage has an excuse for everything. And yet there's a lot of people that accuse the guy of being unsafe and taking liberties. 
but he's always got an excuse. And his excuse was, oh, well, you know, Arquette was moving around and I told him to chill. It's like, well, Arquette also asked you not to cut his face because he's an actor. And then you went to cut his face and then you put the damn thing in his mouth. And your story is that because he moved, it caused the pizza cutter to not cut properly. Or I'm sorry, that was Moxley. I'm getting, Arquette was the neck. I'm sorry, I got that confused. Arquette allegedly asked you not to cut his face. And then after cutting his face, Arquette allegedly moves and that caused the light tube or whatever it was to stab him in the neck instead of the face. You were asked not to cut him in his fucking face, which I understand because David Arquette is an actor. And this is this is typical. This is typical of Nick Gage from what I've seen. And I'll be honest, I, I didn't know the guy existed until, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I've known about Nick Gage for a long time. And then going to the Jericho thing. Now, I'm, I'm sure Jericho signed off on all this. However, I I'm not going to comment on the work. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Eric says nice headphones, Jake. Yeah, I know. I've been needing to get a set for a while. Um, <laughs> to me, it just seemed it, it seemed. OK, so my issue isn't with the work, it's with the psychology. So at one point in the match, uh, Gage sets up a sheet of ice, uh, ice, a sheet of glass underneath two chairs and puts Jericho underneath it presumably to like do a splash through it or do it like or something he's gonna he's gonna send his body through the glass onto jericho the pine glass yeah yeah well okay so if i'm if this is a legitimate fight and i'm using a piece of glass i'm gonna throw the other dude into it like why would i throw myself into something because to me as a viewer that takes me out of it because i'm thinking why the hell would if you're trying to win a fight, you throw the other guy into the wall. You don't put the guy against the wall and then fling yourself into the wall. And this is why Cornette doesn't like deathmatch wrestling because there technically is no psychology degree to a hardcore type match. I mean, there can be. If you, do, there can be, there can be psychology to doing a deathmatch to to a deathmatch. Okay, or to. So speaking. Yeah, I've seen it. You uh, hit the other dude with the shit. Right. <laughs> right. But when it comes to but well, I've seen people, you know, just like lay somebody down in the corner and they'll put some stuff on there and they'll sacrifice their own body to do more damage to the people. Like what you just said. So like I understand that's stupid, but that's how People wrestle now and everything. And you got to be honest. After watching him, he's the emulation of New Jack. Yeah, I, I can see that. But again, look at what happened to New Jack. I don't understand why you would want to copy that. <laughs> that's because that's, that's what people grew up with. That's what they were. That's what they watched. That's what they want to do. I suppose so, but there were many moments in that match that I was just looking at, and I'm like, this is just, I don't know. And the crowd was, I'm not going to say they weren't into it, but there were people that were legitimately freaked out, and they showed them on camera, which I also thought was a really bad idea. At one point, they showed a close-up of a girl in the audience who had gotten some of the glass knocked onto her, 
Oh. And she was clearly not happy. Like, right. to, okay, so I'm not going to hate on death matches, but there's a time and place, and TNT primetime is not one of them. Well, it was just a – I'm not disagreeing with that, but it was one of those one-off shoot type things. Which I get, and I think what they were trying to do is legitimize Jericho. And who knows? I, I think Jericho might be doing somewhat of a, not a retirement tour, but kind of like, a, okay, here's some things on my bucket list. Let's cross them off while I'm in AEW. And I think having that kind of a match was one of them. Um, I really hope this doesn't lead to them signing Nick Gage. They're not. They're no. Okay. Which is good. And then I, I had to check out GCW because of that Matt Cardona match. And, um, I will say Nick Gage is very good at playing to his audience, but playing to a mainstream audience is a skill that he does not have yet because well, that's he was, a- he's used to wrestling as a hardcore baby face. And you could tell because he's trying to psych up the crowd and it's like, dude, you're the heel. Well, here's the, th- here's the thing though. I think the only reason why Cardona got thrown into that spot is because of Moxley. Yeah, probably, but... Well, well, the thing is, though, is it was supposed to be Moxley doing all this stuff, not Cardona. Before oh, right. Because uh, Moxley showed up at a show with Nick Gage. It was a GCW show. And showed up and everything, and out of nowhere, turned him around and did his DDT on Nick Gage on the last ring. But what's happened since then is Moxley's been at home because he had a kid. So if he's staying at home taking care of his wife and kid while, you know, while this has been born and everything else, somebody needs to fill in that void and who's the next biggest thing? Cardona. Uh, I don't know. I know know that doesn't really make sense. I'm just going off of what I gather from that from my perspective. I could be wrong. I think Cardona wanted to, again, legitimize himself to the indie base because he has that reputation of being the WWE guy. But he's but he, but but the thing is, though, is after he did that one thing, when he uh, came in, that before they had the big match, he came in and attacked him, and he left. He's trying to tell everybody he's not fucking Zack Ryder. He's fucking Matt fucking Cardona. <laughs> yeah, and then in the match, he proceeds to do the woo-woo-woo. Well, just trying to fucking piss them off, still. But still yeah, still, I know. it's like it's like people need to realize that they're not the same people once they leave WWE. So it's like he, when he's WWE, yeah, he was Zack Ryder. He's all about the woo woo woo. You know it. Now he's just Matt fucking Gardona, always ready. He's him. So it's like you gotta. Except he wrestles and acts just like Zack Ryder. Right, but I I think right now though he's got the chance to be more aggressive than working WWE style, which is you know, go do this, 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 and this, and, and here you go. Finish this match. I think, I think personally, I think Cardona would have been better off going to a place like Ring of Honor if he could have. I don't know well, if they were. 
because Matt, Matt Cardona, like, let's face it, I don't think he's ever going to be like a hardcore wrestler full time. He might do a match here and there. Well, well, no, he's not going to be a hardcore wrestler. No. Right. So I believe his his best general, like if he wants to get rid of the WWE stench, which I mean, this is just my personal opinion. If I was a former WWE wrestler, I'd want to like mooch off my name value. But I mean, if you want to get a reputation as a good independent wrestler, then go somewhere like Japan or Ring of Honor. But he's making good money as it is with True. the podcast, major wrestling favorite podcast. True. So why so, do you have to go and get bled like a pig? I like I just said, he's trying to show that he's that Zack Ryder is just a pussy, and Matt Cardona's real. <laughs> and yet, and yet, deathmatch wrestling is obviously. I'm not. I don't want to say fake, but it's obviously. Um, don't say that word. No, 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 no. It's not fake. I get it because they're actually going through glass, but. And light bulbs and bricks and center blocks and bowling balls and fire and all that stuff. Yeah, but if that was a legitimate fight happening there, somebody would fucking die. I've seen John Moxley get a sawzall to his head. Again, like so. Now we're gonna... take... I'm just gonna say, I'll, and I'll say this one last one, and then we'll move on. I've seen somebody get a weed eater to his stomach. Why? Because it's because it's deathmatch wrestling. It's CZW. Just combat zone wrestling. That's just why. Do you not realize that every hardcore company out there, GCW, which used to be Jersey Championship Wrestling, Combat Zone Wrestling, Extreme Pro Wrestling, XPW back in the day, do you know who they all based their companies off of? I mean, I'm I want to say ECW, but there you go. ECW had legitimate wrestlers too, though. I, I shouldn't say legitimate. I mean, like the, uh, the the classic, like Ring of Honor style. Okay, but every all these hardcore companies based their style off of ECW. Yeah. And when except, ECW- except, and I'm quoting Cornette here. It's like you have apparently. I, I know this is true with CZW. You have CZW guys and original, like ECW guys are like at each other's throats because the ECW guys are like, you guys are taking it too far. Well, and I'm, I'm sorry if Ian Rotten says you're taking it too far, you're probably well, taking who? it too far. Ian Rotten. Who? Ian Rotten. Yeah. The guy, yeah. The guy who did a tight paid death match. Exactly. Yeah. If he, yeah. He, if, <laughs> yeah. The guy who's, I'm sorry. I forgot about that company. IWA Mid-South. Oh yeah, the one who does the one who has King of the Deathmatch tournaments for men and women. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, I saw. Okay, so and here's the other. So this is where I think Nick Gage, as a performer, is a little short-sighted because he agrees to suit to do certain things. Um, I saw a match he did with Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. And I'm like, oh god, no. I don't know as a performer why you would agree to do that because here's there's one of two one of two possibilities for him. Either he goes into that match and doesn't do his usual stick because it's a woman and then it's obviously like well okay. Like you lose a little bit of your legitimacy because he's obviously holding back for a girl whether he wins or not or he does his usual stick stick and then he's the guy who sliced a woman's forehead open with a pizza cutter. 
neither one of which is neither one of which is good for him. Which the match it was not a it was supposed to be a no rules match, but it was not nearly as brutal as what he normally does, which I kind of figured would be the case because I don't think he's a monster per se, but and he loses the match. I've yet to see I've yet to I've yet to watch a Nick Gage match where he wins. <laughs> I've seen plenty of Oh, I know. Uh, I'm just saying. I've only I've only watched three of his matches, but he lost all. Let's say games. obviously he has won. I mean, he was the world champion for GCW. Yeah, and then he and then he dropped the belt to Matt Cardano. Yeah. Which again, if I'm Nick Gage, I'm thinking like, why the fuck am I losing to Zack Ryder? I'm king of the death match, and we're having a death match. I should obliterate him. If you want to drop the title, have a legit wrestling match. Well, you know he's not saying? king of the death. He's not king of the death match no more. Matt Cardano is. That's what I'm saying. I know, I know. Guys, it's, where did you hear me say Matt Cardona, King of the Deathmatch? Where did you hear me say that? Yeah, it's, so like, I guess my point is, if I'm booking for GCW, I'm thinking like, okay, we want Cardona to get the belt, have him come in, but have it be like a legit wrestling match, and then you can have a legit feud where all Nick Gage has to do is say like, hey, you think you're hot shit, but this is GCW. Face me in a death match. Right. But you you could book that out for months of Cardona just dodging the death match, and then finally I know, but, I know, but with independent wrestling you can't do that. Sure you can. Now if you got one show a month, sure you can. Okay, but they also but you also got to think that well. But here's the other thing though: there's social media. I understand. So so you have Cardona talk shit on Twitter. And you get the fans enraged. But, he, but the thing he has, you got social media to where you post all your promos and everything else to build up the match from this show to this show to actually, actually do it. I get what you're saying by trying to avoid it and everything. But again, you know, I'm going to pull back my statement that I said a little bit ago. He's trying to get rid of the Zack Ryder thing and make himself as Matt Cardona and he's real. Right, I get it. But here's my point. In GCW anyway, he's a heel. You're right. Everywhere else so be a, a heel. What's the number one thing fans of death matches will hate more than anything? That's a WWE PG guy. Steer <sighs> into the skid, man. And you I mean, can okay, like let's let's say let's I'm just thinking long term here. Let's say Matt Cardona wants to legitimize himself as a death match guy. Okay, you come in as a heel, you make them hate you. You dodge the death match against their... I mean, I, I assume Nick Gage is the number one babyface right now in GCW. And then finally, you have that death match. And if you want to legitimize Cardona, have him beat Gage in a death match, but only after they've built this up. And then See, it's worth it. You know what I'm saying? Then it's worth it. Okay, you say you've not seen anything of Nick Gage where you get... Uh, Nick Gage can actually wrestle. I know. I'm not saying he can't. No, I know. But I'm just saying, like, if you... Yeah. I'm saying as booking is concerned, it doesn't make him look good. That's all I'm saying. I, I know. But what, I, but what I've been trying to say is this is this is the... I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But GCW is not a typical big company like WWE and TNA and AW and all that. They're going to do independent roles. That's just what an independent company does. So, you got to do as much thing as you can independent on the independence as you can between each show to build 
build a match. And if you're going to do straight match from this show to this show, then you got to do what you got to do. Right, but I would, I would make the case that that's where your undercard comes in. Because if you have people that only want to come and watch death matches, that's great. You can have a death match. Just don't make it those two. I get it. I'm just saying. Can't hear you. I can't hear you. Sorry, technical difficulty here. You had this damn new headset. How about now? I can hear you now. Okay. I was just saying, like, I nerd out on the long-term storytelling and booking, so that's why I'm I always... know. I know. I, I know. I get what you're saying, but I, well, that's why I'm saying independence, they can't do that. Sure, they can. They just don't. Be, okay, so this is a little outside of wrestling, but I'm also, like, you know this, and people who know me know this, I'm also in business. Um, you have to resist the temptation to get the instant sale. Because, yeah, you're going to make some money on that instant sale, but if you do a long-term sort of strategy, it will pay off in the end more often than not. Because my my point is, it's like, yeah, you, you're going to sell tickets to that show, but if you stretch that out, for six months, you will sell out that show and you will build interest. People will want to know what happens next because people get invested in the story, not the match. The match is important, but you use that match, you use the matches to build the story. I said, getting on to our next topic here. Yeah, exactly. The main topic. The main topic, okay, so CM Punk has pretty much been confirmed thanks to Darby Allen's little promo, and I'm I've only just not seen an official source, but it's pretty I'm pretty sure I think we're all pretty sure that Daniel I mean Brian Danielson is going to AEW as well. What's that? Who's Daniel Bryan? <laughs> oh, he disappeared. He's some 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 old WWE guy who had a hemp belt once. Yeah, that's like El Generico and Sami Zayn. What? I mean, the timing of that is very suspicious, and they wrestle a lot alike, but I digress. I thought Daniel yeah. Bryan, I, I, I thought, jeez, I thought Brian Danielson disappeared, but apparently he's been found. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be found in AEW. Um, so the only concern I have with these two coming to AEW and possibly Bray Wyatt, um, what the hell are they going to do with all these top guys? I mean... They'll figure something out. I mean, come on. ZW. Well, I have some ideas. It's it's pretty pretty sure that I can't remember if it's uh the special dynamite or special rampage that's happening in Chicago, but I'm pretty sure rampage. they scheduled what's that? Rampage. I thought it was rampage, but somebody said dynamite, and I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure that was rampage. But anyway, I'm pretty sure they scheduled that after they signed Punk because they want him to debut in his hometown. Yeah, uh, yeah, he... Punk's getting rampaged, and Daniel, sorry, Brian Danielson. <laughs> gonna be hard to say his name again like that. Uh, Brian Danielson is getting New York. Okay, that makes sense. So I'm not sure what they're gonna do with Punk, but whatever he touches will be gold. But I have an interesting idea. If if I were Tony Khan, I know what I would be doing with Brian Danielson at least out of the gate. I would, I would be making him 
like a world traveler representing AEW. And what I mean by that is this. So we know that Tanahashi is going to be facing uh, Lance Archer for the IWGP US title. I forget yep. when, some, some, sometime soon. Uh, but that's going to be in Japan. So I would have Archer drop the title to Tanahashi and then have the after Brian Danielson debuts, of course. If I'm not sure if this will correspond. At some point, I would have Brian Danielson challenge Tanahashi. I mean, that would that could work. Yeah, exactly. He's allowed, he's allowed to go to Japan. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Have him go to Japan, but have him win the belt, bring it back to AEW. No. And then just literally have him... I, I think Brian Danielson... Yeah, Brian Danielson... Ugh. I think he should spend a lot of time in Japan. Well, he's not going to spend. He's not going to spend a lot of time there, but that's part of his contract. He's he's allowed to go to Japan to work. Oh, but see, I think a- I think he should. And for here's the sole reason why. Um, one, it's on Brian Danielson has said repeatedly that he wants to go back and wrestle in Japan some more, which is great. Um, also, they don't really need him on AEW television yet because they're going to have Punk. I'd love to see that. But here's here's the thing. If Brian Danielson wins an IWGP title, then he has to go. He has to periodically go to New Japan to, to defend it or what, what have you. But they can also do this on AEW television. Well, no, Moxley didn't have to do that. Well, he couldn't because of travel restrictions. But, like, for example, Lance Archer is going to defend his belt in Japan. Okay. That's all I'm saying. But I think I think that's what they should do with Brian Danielson. Or they'll do what there's the rumors are doing and separate the people on Dynamite and Rampage. The only reason I don't want to do that is because it feels too WWE. I and I'm not disagreeing with that either. I'm just saying they're all saying that because like there's they're saying there's a lot of people already right now in AEW's this well, and they can I, actually do I, I think what's gonna happen is because you already kind of have this tier system happening. So I think what's gonna happen is AEW Dark is gonna be and I don't mean this disparagingly, but I mean like AEW Dark is going to be like at the bottom level where you have mostly new and introductory talents. Occasionally you'll have a bigger star on there, but like your Dark made event is usually somebody like Jack Evans or somebody who's at the Dynamite mid-card level. Mm-hmm. And then you've got AEW Elevation, which usually mixes new talent with the more established talent, i.e. the newer ladies versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah. So that happens on Elevation a lot. And then you're going to have Rampage, which is kind of like where the high mid-card guys are treated more like the main event players. And then you're going to have Dynamite, which has lately been dominated by the Elite, Moxley, Christian Cage. And it's going to be dominated yeah. by like CM Punk and Brian Danielson and all, all your like top A- Matt Hardy, all your top A-list talent is going to make up the bulk of that show. Yeah, Rampage is going to be the new Thunder. Mm, yeah, but I think they can do it right. Uh, no, I'm not saying they couldn't. I'm just saying, like, we, I, I said Thunder because of WCW. <laughs> well, and I want and I want to kind of, like, not really call out, but, you know, for everybody that hates on AEW, I'd like to point out they've been – this is their 
they're coming on their third year, right? They haven't quite gotten there. It'll be year three starting in October, I believe. Um, I'm trying to remember. Because they can, did they debut in 2019 or 2018? Yeah, well, it came in 19 because we went, uh, we went there in 19. Yes, it was 18. So they're, they're in their third year. Is that right? I think. <laughs> I can't remember. Yes, I think so. But it, it's been about three years. No, 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 no. I, 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 no, it was two years because he and Jericho just won the world title that year. Yes, you're right. So they'll be going on three years. Yeah. And in three years' time, they have had a number one cable television show, and they're going to have four different programs, two of which are on cable television. Right. Even WWE can't say that. Nope. But Vince ain't scared, you know what I mean? Oh, I know Vince isn't scared, but Vince is also, I still suspect Vince is looking to sell. Because I think he would, I think he'd rather sell to somebody than give the company away. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. I think, I think, you know, he thinks he's not scared. He, I think he knows deep down. He's like, he was, he's like, he's like it was back in the day, back in, the mid-90s was like, oh, crap. Dude, how wild would it be if Vince sells WWE and then he shows up on AEW? It would never happen, but how wild would that be? Uh, it's never, not because then I, never because then that right there proves that uh, WWE and Tony Khan, Vince and Tony have been in the cohorts all time. And well, yeah, it's like, never, and that's never going to happen because Vince would never let his ego go enough to appear on someone else's program. I'm just saying it would be he, hilarious. Well, I, I mean, he actually did though. Uh, what show? It was an it was an indie show. Really? I didn't know about this. You didn't know he was on an indie show? No. Yeah. Okay. So I get sorry for getting off topic here, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, no. I want to hear this. Okay. Um, John Cena's father, John Cena Sr., used to run, I don't know if he still does, but he used to run a company up in Massachusetts. Well, John Cena Jr. was on the show, and he was the uh, guest referee for the for their main event. Well, for some, well uh, this is on YouTube, just, just so you're aware. It is on YouTube. Uh, well, during the match, uh, John Cena gets knocked out, and here comes Vince McMahon running down to the ring and doing a spot and everything. He's trying to get the he's going for the uh, bad guy in the match and everything, and he's hugging him and everything else, thinking, "Oh, yeah, we won." And then here comes uh, Cena knocking out Vince, and then finishes the match, and he gives Vince an AA. I'm like, this is gold. This is huh. gold. Vince does something on an independent show. I did not know that. That's wild. Um, well, did you know Vince was also on TBS at one point back in the 80s? That I think I did know. That's a whole other topic for a whole other day. Yeah. I'm sure uh, that'll be on the uh, one episode that we talk that we talk on. Oh, yes. Yes. We're not going to disclose that yet because we're not sure of the date, but it's going to happen. So you'll have to stay tuned. Very, very big guest coming to the podcast. Kind of kind of shocking, and it was so weird how it happened. Very random. Yes. 
very random. <laughs> and who knows? Maybe maybe one day Danhausen will be on the show. Uh, who, who Danhausen? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I I did ask him that day, and about actually coming on our show. I wore, I wore the shirt and everything. He, the man knows he he's seen the picture. Um, he said if he if he's busy with all of his schedule and everything, so I understood. But he's like, if he could, if he can, some point he will come on. Yeah, which so. I maintain is just the politest way to say no. But hey, you you never know. That's what everybody else around me said. But it's like I, I mean, you're right. But so it doesn't man, hurt. when we're at Starcast. When we're at Starcast next year, no, not next year. In a couple years. Why wouldn't it be next year? Maybe, maybe. I mean, hey, I got a buddy who's got a buddy. Why have you not talked to this buddy yet? You know who the buddy is. Oh, duh, yeah. I don't know that he can pull that kind of favor, though. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Hey, if he could even get us on, like, a waiting list, like, if somebody can't make it and they need to fill a booth, like, I'll take that. Uh, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're coming. We're <laughs> Can coming. we be third string alternates? Because I will totally take that. <laughs> Starcast, yes, we will be there. Starcast, if uh, we're, oh, we're, we're, we'll we'll be there one of these days. Uh, I agree. It's gonna happen. Um, so to kind of close this out, what do you think they're gonna do with Punk? Uh, I think it's pretty I obvious. I think it's pretty obvious that Punk wants to work with Darby. <laughs> yes. Especially with the promo that he did cut and everything else on Darby, uh, the Darby Allen cut, saying that he wants to come, that they are coming to Chicago and he wants to work with the very best. He says, I want to work with, especially if they're the best in the world. Yeah, that's the point where I knew I'm like, okay, well, Punk's coming to AEW because that's pretty obvious. And I think they did, they, 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 they did it perfectly, actually, because I know they were criticized by how they uh, just told people, hey, Paul White's coming. And then they didn't give Christian enough notice, Christian Cage, sorry. So they figured out a way to pretty much tell people exactly who was coming without saying his name. Okay, well, the thing is, though, is Christian was a surprise anyways. Right, but they were criticized because they didn't give, they didn't reveal enough to let people know, hey, it's going to be Christian Cage, so you might want to tune in. Well, I I mean, I get I get that, but even then, it's like, eh. I think a surprise is better than giving it away, personally. Again, because right. of that long-term booking. Like, I get I get the temptation to say, hey, CM Punk's going to be on Rampage. So, like, yeah, people are going to tune in, but if you save it for a I think they did it pretty perfectly because people that are watching already are like, oh, I'm definitely going to watch this because Punk's going to be there. But then people right. are going to hear about it, and it's going to that having that kind of a surprise is going to make people think, oh, anything can happen in AEW, which right. is pretty then true. That's what I'm right, and that's what I'm saying. Like they've been talking about on social media about how CM Punk is coming, don't know when, and talks about him coming, returning the ring, and signing, and everything. Yeah, and they said he hasn't signed yet, but even this, like, how do we know he hasn't signed? Well, now we know because again, he. Well, and again, we don't know if he signed a contract. It might be a one-off just to get ratings. We, I doubt it, but we don't know. I, I'm sorry, but this and this goes back to what I talked about with a buddy of mine. Um, the, the, okay, because you know they brought back Goldberg. 
the Bravaxina. Because they're dying. Yeah. They're dying for ratings. Okay. And they and what's coincidentally enough, they, this happened right after we talked about this on the podcast too. too. Yes, it did. Coincidentally enough, this happened. I, I think we actually oh, okay. made a joke. I think you made a joke saying, oh, they'll just bring back Goldberg. Yeah, something like along those lines. And I was like, okay, like what? It was the day of the pay-per-view. Yeah. And we actually came. And that night, here's Cena. I'm like, no, it was about Cena, actually. I'm like, what? No. This, no. this should tell you how bad WWE is doing when the audience, audibly, the entire audience cheers John Cena. Everybody cheered him. Everybody. He even said it. He's like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm not supposed to be cheered. I'm supposed to be booed. No, you, we will, no, they want, they need you back. They're dying. Yeah, I, and it, I think but, that's. But, but here's my thing, though. It proves my point that them trying to finally get him over as a bad guy, Roman, it finally worked. Well, yeah, because they've stopped trying to get him over as a baby face. And ironically, no, it's popular. No, I know you're right and everything. But what I'm saying is, like, he's been trying to get himself over as a bad guy. And now that Cena's here, now it's like, okay, now he's a legit bad guy. I did think it was a good move on their part for him to not accept John Cena's challenge, but accept Finn Balor's. Right, but now we all... Now, since this recording, now what we're doing, now we know who it's going to be at SummerSlam. It's going to be Roman and Cena. (laughs) Yeah, but at least it, it seems that they're trying to get Balor over again. Which, That's and my thing is I think before summer before, before next week the summer says next weekend, which is weird that it's on a Saturday. But I think the only reason why it's on a Saturday is because takeover is already booked on a Sunday, and since now they got live crowds, the only thing that they could do was the Saturday. They want to keep it the same weekend. I get it. I get it. The only thing that they can do to keep him over is if they don't do Balor and Corbin at SummerSlam, they need to put them. They need hold on. They need to put them two in that match for the for the title. Yeah. Speaking speaking uh, of speaking of Baron Corbin, you know how I know that angle is the absolute shits. Uh, because he's growing his hair back and everything no, else. No, no, no. Because Disco Inferno loves it. And on that topic, I'm sorry, the man who gives out all these gimmicks and ideas and he gets shot down because, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, anything, anytime Disco Inferno says he loves something, I'm like, oh, it must be pretty bad then. Because, uh, like, I'm, watch, I'm watching a little bit here and there what they're doing with Corbin. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, like this, this is just absolutely patently ridiculous. You wrestle for the WWE. You're on TV every week. You are not broke. He lost all his money because he's not the king. It took two weeks. You are, you are either, like, this angle is either totally full of shit or you are the worst person in, in the history of money with money. Okay, but 
if you're booked on a show to do whatever you're told to do, you're going to do it. I know. I'm not blaming him. I'm blaming the writers because they don't well, understand how money works. I know. I know. I think they're trying to get this king gimmick off of him somehow. Yeah. Because you can only you can only do the king gimmick. You can only do the royalty gimmick when it comes to King of the Ring for so long. Yeah, I know. I mean, look what happened with Booker T. Okay. Hey, he what? Don't be hating on King Booker. I'm not. No, I'm not hating on it. But look what happened with him. He was King Booker for a good while. Won the world title and everything. Got drafted to Raw. Was only there for like a month. Did the King of Kings match with Triple, with Triple H. And then he left. And then when he finally did come back, he was just straight Booker T. All right, when he went to TNA too, he was straight Booker T. He wasn't King Booker no more. Like you, there's always so far you can go with with the King thing, and then you gotta get gotta get rid of it and go something else. Right, but I mean, I, I I will fix the Baron Corbin story with only one change, and. I can hear you. Yeah. Now yeah, I can. But I don't. Yeah, now you can, right? I was hearing you before. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, I'll fix the Baron Corbin storyline with only one change in that you have him go on a losing streak about a month before he loses to Shinsuke ultimately, or even a couple weeks before. But you don't have the decline start when he loses the crown. It's part of it. Because then all the money stuff makes sense. Like, for example, at one point in a promo, he's saying that he's uh, they're, they're starting foreclosure on a house. They don't start foreclosure after two weeks. Like, there hasn't been enough time for you to have missed a mortgage payment yet. <laughs> like, And they don't repossess your car after two weeks. Again, there hasn't been enough time for him to have even missed a payment yet. No, I know. Like... It, it like I, I get that it's wrestling, but it still has to kind of sort of make sense. And you just again, long term booking, which WWE has demonstrated lately that they're terrible at. If you want Corbin to lose all his money, that's fine. But have him go on a losing streak and even have him not appear on those uh, big television spots, have him lose matches and he's on TV less and less. But you do promos for him, which also gives him as a wrestler a break. Well, here's my here's my other thing too with this. Okay, yeah, sorry to cut you off on that, but no, you're good. Is everybody knows that WWE wrestlers make money? Like make money, and especially when it comes to repossessing your car or something. They have the money to buy a car flat out and not have to worry about make it to be one of those payment plans or pay off a house, right? Exactly. With the money, that exactly. So that that's another thing of wrestling logic, and I think they're I think Vince has seen what's going on in NXT with the whole money gimmick with LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. I think he's trying to somehow bring that up on his show with Baron Corbin. Yeah, but and again, you bring up the like yeah, and it goes into how MJF still wears a fake Burberry scarf. When he can obviously afford to buy, like when he was in MLW, I could see he couldn't afford to buy, like, or I'm sure he could afford it, but he didn't want to waste the money on a real one. But somebody should really get him a real Burberry scar by this point, but I guess he's known for it now. 
But again, to fix it, like we all know how money works, but in universe, like in wrestling universe, they still have this idea where when you win a match, you make more money. Right. So play into that. He's losing matches. He's not making as much money. And he, it's believable that somebody would overextend themselves. Like he, yeah, he borrowed money to buy a house before he had the money because he was on a winning streak. He thought it wouldn't be a problem. He bought a new car on credit because again, he didn't think it would be a problem because he was King Corbin and he's been King Corbin for years. Right. So that's all you had to do. Like you just had to put a little bit of thought into it. And again, I'm not blaming Corbin. He's playing it perfectly. Right. It's it's the fault of the writers, like everything else in WWE. And I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. But get well, back and to... I saw, I saw something on TikTok, and you might have seen it. They were interviewing uh, a girl who was formerly on and recently on WWE's writing staff. And she like, th- this is kind of the problem. She admitted to not knowing anything about wrestling, and she couldn't even remember Bobby Lashley's name. And she was writing for. Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I've, I've seen that. That's the problem. Yes, you have writers that know absolutely nothing about pro wrestling, but they seem to not know much of anything about anything because, again, they don't even understand how money works. Huh? But getting back to the topic at hand with. Sam Punk and Brian Anderson. I think that with them signing and everything else, I think they're going to go straight to the moon. Oh, yeah. Like, that's unavoidable. Not, and, not them. Not them. I'm talking about AEW, period. Well, all three of them. All three of them. And then the other thing, too, AEW has to resist the temptation to turn either one of them heel because it's not going to happen. <laughs> Uh, Punk might be able to make it happen, but I doubt it. I would say milk that baby face money for at least a few months. Right. Because, I mean, well, they're, they're going to be superstars coming in. And Punk could probably, like, make people hate him enough. But, again, why would you? I know. Like, eventually, well, he goes, eventually Punk's going to turn heel. But give give the baby face some time. Let people enjoy it for a minute. What's funny, though, is that somebody posted, made a picture. And I seen it last night. It was a uh, the eco friendly AEW world title. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I, I hope s- they don't. I hope they don't do that though, because it's already been done. They're not going to do it. I'm just Good, stating like, cause... they won't do that. I'm just stating like, because Brian Davidson is going there and everything. It's like, that's funny. That's oh, that's funny. hilarious. It's a funny thought for sure. So. Uh, well, I'd say that's a good spot to wrap it up because I know you got to go. It's a little bit shorter than normal, but I think we covered everything we wanted to talk about. Yes, 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 yes. Remember, everybody, get your official Down the Middle podcast merchandise available in the form of T-shirts, tank tops, women's T-shirts, and hoodies. And these are these are actually really nice T-shirts. I'm kind of I'm I marvel every time I get a T-shirt proof how nice the shirts actually are. Yes, they are very nice. I, I like I like a lot. Yeah, and, and they like, wash. They wash very well. I would caution you though; the sizes run a little big. So, like, if you're normally in between a small and a medium, get a small because it'll probably fit more like a medium to you. Because like this is a medium, and I normally wear mediums, but it's a little loose. But I'm in a weird spot right now, so like I wouldn't have gotten a small. I'm in a weird size range right now because I'm getting fat. It's all anyway, good. Do what? No, it's all good. 
It's all good. My cat is carrying a dog bone. That's weird. Anyway. <laughs> what a good way to end this. Yeah, oh, great way to end way, this. By the way, uh, before we end this, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. here forgot to do something last episode. Oh, yeah, and I don't even I don't even have one, honestly. I've okay. only watched AEW this week. Okay, next episode, we will get – he. this guy here – I can still hear you. This guy here will have his match to the Fortnite. Yes, I will. I apologize. And it was my idea too. I'm ashamed. You should be. I am. I'm 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 terribly ashamed. But I will have next episode I will have my match of the Fortnite. And in between this episode and next episode, you should be seeing something on this channel or the other channel, the average intelligence podcast. Um, a little golf tournament. Oh yes. Uh, because it's, I think, because it's, I believe it's coming, it was two weeks ago, see, so two weeks now. So, yeah, it's going to be coming soon where I need to be defending my All Events Welcome Championship. Yep, he will, he will. <laughs> so, I hope, I hope you lose it. Well, you'll be the one there filming it. That's what you'll be there I for. I hope you lose it, you rat bastard. 18 rounds of miniature golf. <laughs> Alrighty, buddy. I know you got to get going. Hope everybody enjoyed. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. And as always, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and various other audio platforms, or you can keep it right here on the tube of you, as Broken Matt Hardy would say. I like I like uh, YouTube housing. I like oh, that one. YouTube housing. You keep it here on YouTube housing. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Cool.